Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Sigfried, and I just hope you are having the most fabulous week ever. It has been one of those weeks, you know, where you're just kind of feeling down and out, kind of getting over a little cold, but you know, I am just so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful for the community that is building and for just the DMs and the messages. And I'm just so thankful to God for all that he has done in my life. And I just cannot wait to see and to hear all that he is going to do in your life. Just as you seek him, as you um, listen to encouraging, uplifting messages, as you truly take time to be with him and look to him and not the world. So welcome guys. I hope that you've been enjoying the Ignite series so far. If you haven't listened yet, you can head back to the first episode where we really talk about identity. Then we go into forgiveness. And last week we discussed fear. And so I hope that these episodes are really encouraging you to look at your own life and how we can make changes to pursue our identity in Christ and to pursue all that God has for us. And so I am just so excited for this next episode today. Welcome. We are going to talk all about how much we need to put our faith, our trust, and everything to God because so often we can work so hard and we can do so many things and we can be striving for so much because we feel that's what God wants for us. But do we really know if that's what God wants for us? Like it takes time and it takes rest in him and prayer time to fully know what God wants for us, to fully understand our next steps. And, you know, I, I went through this personally um, with my work. I went through this personally in life where the patience, I believe, is what gets us. If we aren't patient, waiting on God's timing, waiting on God's divine plan for our life, we are going to go about it our own way. And we are going to take our own steps to achieve what we want. And I have learned so much in the past, like even five years of how much and how easily we can get off track when we believe that we can just achieve it ourselves. And it's really hard. If you did, if you missed um, Tuesday's episode, it's with Ruth Simons, and it is just phenomenal as we talk about this same exact topic. And it's a good start to get that episode before we start to dive in more to what it really looks like to strive and to not trust God in our life. So Welcome, and I truly know this episode will be a blessing to you. To start off, I just want to say that as I was praying for this episode and kind of asking God what he wants you to know, I truly feel like, you know, more than anything, he wants us to know that he is there, that he knows our plans, that that he does have a, a future for us, and and that we he just wants us to rely on him and him alone and know that he is a good, good God who loves us and who doesn't want to see us harm, doesn't want to see us go down a road that we are not supposed to go down. And so I'm just going to talk a little bit about how, what it really looks like to strive for what we want and what it looks like to trust in God's will and God's plan for our life. You know, I experienced a lot of this um, in my life. And it's funny because when you're in it, I think it's harder to truly see it. 
But once you have some opportunity and some some time to really seek God and and to really ask Him, like, hey, like, what's going on? The, everything I'm trying is not working. Like, God, what do you want for my life? What do you want for my job? What do you want in my partner? You know, like, what do you want for my kids? I think the moment that we lay it down is the moment that he picks it up and he is ready and so able and so excited to help us get right back onto the path that he had for us. And through the Holy Spirit, he wants to be involved. Like, the Holy Spirit is within us so that we know the right decisions to make. We know the right people to hang out with. We know the right man for our life, the right woman. So it's just it's just all in context and in, in reflection that we can see the areas where we may have chosen our own way. And in mine, I mean, I talk about this a little bit in my book, but, and I feel like I've mentioned it quite a bit, but, you know, in business, I feel like when I first started – I kind of took the easy way out. I kind of was like a new mom and I just wanted to be able to live my dream and still have that balance of, you know, being home with my baby. And so I kind of chose a direction that I thought would be easiest. I thought would allow me to do what I loved while I could mother. And it took a good two, probably two years before I was like, wow, God, this is not what I was expecting. This is not fruitful right now for my, for me and my life. And I could hear it clear as day. Like he was finally able to take the reins and tell me my next step. For the first two years, I was so busy. I kept myself so involved in how I could grow sales, how I could grow stores and how I could get my dresses everywhere. And what's funny is like, that may have not been his intention for my line at all. Maybe his intention for me was to just continue doing custom design. But I took the reins and I pursued it in my own way. And I was striving. I was constantly stressed because I'm like, everything I was doing just wasn't working the way I was expecting it to. And from this, I I really looked back and I really saw like, wow, God, like, I am so sorry. I took you out of the equation. I thought I was praying, you know, I was praying for everything and I was asking God to work, but he couldn't when I wasn't allowing grace to work on my behalf. I took the reins and when I am working in my own will, there's no room for grace. And grace is God's ability to show us through the Holy Spirit what directions we need to take, what choices we need to take, and honestly what we need to do in our life. And so it was such a good lesson for me to experience because now now in business, in life, in, in parenthood, I constantly stop to ask, God, is this your will? You know what? I don't even stop to ask. I wake up in the morning and I ask him, like, what do you want me to do today? What do I need to work on today? You know, what? who can I bless today? Like, because God knows. He created us. He knows every thought that we think. He knows every hair on our head. Who better to ask than the one who made us? And so I have learned through trial and error that for me, and I know for you, if you woke up every day expectant of God telling you your next step, like, oh my gosh, it's just a game changer. It's a life changer. And so 
one of the ways that we can really get into God's will and, and stop striving for everything that we need. Because when we strive, we are manipulating the path that he has us on. We are trying to get the results that we want without God in the equation. And so it becomes stressful. That's where anxiety can come from, fear, worry, because we are worrying about things that, that we are trying to control. But when we are in line with God and when we are trusting the Holy Spirit within us, we give up that control and things fall into place. And I would say it just starts to overflow when you are flowing with what God wants. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness in, in your own life, but also just to witness in other people's life when they, they lay it down and they are like, I give up. I cannot continue seeking and striving for this. Like God, like it is your turn. Like, I trust you. I believe you. I know what you say is true. And I know that you have a great future for me. And so I want to just start with how we can trust God. And a lot of times I feel like the, when we when we get out of trusting God, it's because we're in a season of waiting. We're in a season where we cannot see past the present. We can't see what's going to happen in the future. And in the present, it's bad. You know, in the present, we are financially strapped. In the present, we don't have a job. In the present, we are heartbroken. In the present, we are hurt. We are in pain. We are broken. And so it's hard sometimes to see past that and to think that, you know, like if I give up this control over what I think is going to work, it's hard, you know, It's, it's hard to give up that control. But I'm telling you, the more we work at it and the more we can find God's grace in the waiting, gosh, the more hope you will have for the future, the more hope that you will have to get through your hard time, to know that that God's will is better than our will and his plan is far better than our plan. You know, it's just a beautiful thing to see testimonies come to fruition and just to see how much God can move in our lives. And so I want to visit Romans eleven six because I want to share just about God's grace. So we are given God's grace because of his sacrifice in Christ Jesus. Once Jesus died, we no longer live by the law that, you know, the Romans did and um, the Pharisees and all of that. They lived by, you know, the Ten Commandments. They lived by all of these rules. But once Jesus died on the cross and once God gave him as a sacrifice for our sins, he saved us through Jesus Christ, that established grace. So now we are in the grace administration where we have God's grace in our life. We do not need to strive and earn his love. Let me repeat that. We do not need to earn God's love. He loves us as we are. He loves you. He loves you so very much. He loves your quirks. He loves all the ways he made you. He loves your personality. He loves the way you look. He created you for a purpose. And so we are in this beautiful time where we have grace to where we don't need to constantly be stressed about, you know, marking our to-do list for God to love us more and more. 
You know, I know there's lots of people that think, you know, the more verses you know, the the closer you are to God or all of that. But honestly, it's a heart posture. It does not matter what you know about the Bible. It's what you know in your heart of God and of Jesus. It is what you confess in your through your mouth and what you believe in your heart. That is what matters. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe in God, you are given so much grace that we don't need to strive. We don't need to strive. And, you know, I loved the episode on Tuesday with Ruth because we talked a lot about just striving in society and how, you know, this whole era of you are enough, you can do this, you, 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 and we're taking God out of the equation. And that is where stress lies. That is where anxiety lies. Like how stressful it is to keep up with the Joneses, how stressful it is to keep up with social media or to keep up with what everyone else wants you to do. What everyone else is pushing down your throat of how you can succeed. Only God knows how you will succeed. He knows your, your quirks, like I said. He knows your personality. He knows your striving. He knows, he knows what needs to be done. So you can let, let it go. Let it down. Stop seeking approval of others. You know, God, God just wants you to know that you are loved as you are. You are mighty. You are capable. And you are able to do all that he has for your life. All that you want to do. But you've got to wait on him. And you've got to give yourself the grace that he gives us. To know that it is in his timing his appointed timing. You know, in tr- in church growing up, there's a saying that always stuck with me. And I'm glad that it did because even now I continue to say it in my own life. And it's, he may not be there when you want him, but he will be there right on time. And I've always loved it because it's true. Like anytime I was going through a breakup or anytime I was going through a hard time, you just feel like God, like, help me. And, and then months go by and you're still missing the person or you're still upset or you're still grieving a loss. And you're like, you know, you're like, God, help me. And it's easy to get caught up in that and to get caught up in, in the hurt or in the pain and understand God's love for you or that there is a future for you. But there is always purpose in what we go through and what we go through makes us stronger. And what we go through is what we look back on that gives us our testimony, that allows us to speak truth in life into other people. And so what we have to go through, only he knows. He knows that if we, it was a quick fix, we wouldn't learn the lesson, that we wouldn't learn the lesson. We would continue on a pattern going through the same things. But sometimes we need to go through these hard things in order to quit some habits, quit some patterns, or it's just to shift into a new direction. You know, if you lost your job, you know what, maybe it's not the right job for you and God has a better one coming. So we've got to believe in that. And we've got to know that there's purpose in the waiting. There's purpose in the waiting. So Romans eleven six just talks about God's grace. So, so too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. So right there, it's showing that in works, we are taking out grace. And grace with works is not grace. So you can't have both. You can only have one or the other. So when you are working 
all in your own strength, when you are working all in your own knowledge and you are constantly trying to do, do things your own way, you are not allowing God's grace to work. But on the other hand, we can't just sit on our butts and wait for like God to move in our lives. When I talk about waiting in grace, it's just knowing that God is there, that he is mighty and that your mistakes are forgiven, that, you know, you, he has a path for you and we can live in that grace to know what that's going to be. We do not need to strive for the results. We don't need to strive for the achievements or we don't need to strive for his love because grace is there ready for us. And so we also don't want to sit on our butts, like I was saying. So the next thing to be able to trust God's will is to be expectant in action for what you want. Okay. So we need to be expectant, meaning like we are expecting good. We are expecting God's promises. You know, he will give us a hope and a future. We need to decree that over our lives and we will be in the waiting and we will be in these moments where we are striving and we will sit back and we will let him work, but we will still be expectant of good things to come. You know, we still need to be expectant and that still needs to be in action. Okay. So One of the best parables that I love to kind of illustrate this is from Matthew 7. And it's when there's the three servants and, you know, the master leaves but gives the servants servants, um, different different, um, amounts of money. And then you see right there um, three different ways that people took the money and, and chose what to do with it. So let me go ahead and read that for you. Starting at verse, it's chapter 25, verse 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in the handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. 
But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So you see right there, I mean, it's so beautifully illustrated just how it works, you know, like how, like what God gives us, meaning our talents, our skills, our voice, our story, you know, what he gives us needs to be used and it needs to be used in any capacity that you are able to use it. And so when we are trusting in God, we still have to be working towards what we feel he wants of us, you know, and there are no mistakes. If you are afraid to take a leap of faith, then you're going to sit idle and your time may take longer for him to show you what is needed. But when you're taking baby steps and you're taking steps towards the goal, towards a direction, then he is able to come beside you and push you into that direction more and more if it's the right direction. If it's a wrong direction, he will steer you in one way or another. He will close the doors that need to be closed and he will open the doors that need to be opened. And this goes for so many things. It goes for relationships. It goes for friendships. It goes for work. It goes for family. Like It is incredible how how this visual can work in so many capacities of our life. And I just want you to really capture that in your mind of like, who would you be? Which servant would you be? You know, God has given you these gifts. Are you just sitting idle on them and burying them down into the ground? Or are you investing them and pushing forward and using them so that he can then give you more and more? Right? You don't, a lot of times we don't receive revelation about the direction we're going until we take leaps forward. Just like in a relationship, we can't take leaps forward if we don't allow our hearts to be vulnerable, if we don't take those steps to break down walls, if we don't go take those steps to go on dates, like then we won't meet our person. But same thing with like work, you know, and what you're able to do. And a lot of times this whole message for me personally goes along the lines of entrepreneurship and just doing my own business and, and in, in the ways that I can trust him and not rely on my, honestly, not rely on my senses or my knowledge or anything because, you know, God's ways are mysterious and usually he, he knows something we don't. So it's always important to trust him. Another way that we can really um, trust God in our life and, and trust his will upon our life is just kind of what I've mentioned already throughout, but I won't keep you too long, but kind of what I've already mentioned. And these are two of my favorite verses. It's a Jeremiah 29, 11, 12. I mean, this has been a verse when I was going through really rough times. I just hold on to this verse. And, and, you know, you do need to know the context that you know, we will go through hard times. We will have struggles and we will have tribulations, but this is the hope from God. It says, verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. And so this verse, this whole chapter, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful reminder of God's promise to you that no matter what you're going through, he has a future for you. And so when we, I, I feel like a lot of the striving in our lives is out of fear. I feel like a lot of it is because we are afraid to let go. We are afraid to fail. We are afraid of what other people think. And 
when we have that fear, it's because we're not believing that God has something better for us. Truly, we're not believing that because we're fearful of it. And so it says right here, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, he has a plan for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So you don't allow your present to be what you think your future will be. You've got to hold on to hope. And another verse that really allows you to hold on to hope um, that I always loved to was um, Matthew 7, verse 7 through 12. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And it goes on just to say about, you know, just as a son asks for bread, you wouldn't give him a stone. And so it's a great reminder that God wants to give us the desires of our hearts. He, he wants to be a part of that. He wants you to ask but we also have to be hopeful in the waiting and have that strength in the waiting to know that his promise is true and that he will be there right on time, that he knows that what you're going through might just make you stronger for the next season of life. He knows that what you're going through is going to bring you into redemption. It's going to bring you into a beautiful, beautiful end result. We just have to trust and believe in that. And and we need to do that with a grateful heart <laughs> because just like sitting, you know, at the DMV or, you know, whenever you're just waiting in line for anything, it's very easy to just harden your heart, start to get irritated, start to get frustrated, start to want to take things into your own hands. And that's the same thing with life, but we have to truly check ourselves each and every day. Am I waiting with a joyful heart? Am I trusting God? Do I truly believe that he has something good for me in store. And once all of those turn to the answer, yes, then you know that you are in the right place. You know that he will come through. You know, we've just have to check ourselves. And, you know, I, I have to check myself every day. I have to be like, God, like, especially in those, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman. I've got some days where, you know, I'm just feeling low or I just, you know, I'm not really feeling so joyful or someone's irritating me or something, you know, but um, that's why we're human. And that's why God gives us grace so that we can live in it <laughs> so that we can, ha- you know, just relish in the grace that he has for us, knowing that we will make mistakes. We won't always get it right, but he is there to show us. He is there to guide us. He is there to be the way, the truth and the life. And what a beautiful thing to be able to rely on God for that, to rely on the Holy Spirit within us, to to really show us where we need to be. I just know it's it's just been such a beautiful lesson in my own life. And that's why I really wanted to share this today, because I feel like so often the waiting and the striving is keeping us even from our identity in Christ. Because if we are seeking approval, if we are striving to be something that he doesn't want us to be, if we're striving for results that he doesn't even want, then we aren't fully living in our identity in Christ. And that's really what I want this whole series to be. I wanted you to realize who you are and who God created you to be, to live in grace, to live in freedom, to live in hope, and to just live in joy, the joy of the Lord. It's our strength. (laughs) And 
who needs strength right now? You know, like, I don't know where this world is going. And uh, quite honestly, you know, I'm just holding on to hope. I'm holding on to Jesus. And I know that he's got me. I do not need to strive or take control of things in my own way. Like he has a plan that we cannot see. And that is where faith comes in. Faith is believing, right? It's believing things that cannot be seen. And I believe that God is a good God who wants to see you through. He doesn't want you stressed out about your next step. He doesn't want to see you stressed out about the end results. He, don't, he does not want to see you stress out about your husband, your wife, who, who that person is. He wants you to trust him, knowing that he knows the best way, the best person for you. And so I just want to end it on that note and, and just say, like, God loves you so very much. I, I, I don't know. I just want to say that, like, every episode because, you know, even for me, receiving that and really taking that in took some time. It took breaking down some walls to be able to receive that and know who I am in Christ. But because I took the steps necessary and I continued to reflect on what my life was or or the direction I was going, I was able to see where I wasn't putting God in my life. You know, when I was in my 20s and dating guys that definitely weren't right for me, like, I definitely was not seeking God's will for my life. And it was terrible. It was hard. But God's plan does not need to be hard when we allow him to move. And so I just hope that I hope that really encouraged you today. I am just so th- I'm just so thankful for you guys to to allow <laughs> to take some time just to listen to to me ramble about God and about hope and about faith because, you know, it's deep down in my heart and I just know that I know that my story can touch someone and reach someone and I know that your story needs to be heard. More than anything, I know that you matter, that your story is going to be redemptive if it hasn't already been, and that someone needs to hear your story. So if you would love to share your story with me, I would be honored. Um, Please email me or DM, whatever, all the things. Follow at Heart of Purpose podcast on Instagram, and please, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm going to leave you with a little prayer as usual, and I just hope that you have a beautiful day. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love, and I thank you for I, I thank you for the hearts and the gifts and the skills and the minds of everyone listening. I just pray that they are filled with purpose, that they are filled with their calling, that, that the Holy Spirit ignites in them to show them the way, to show them where they're supposed to be, to show them who they're supposed to be with, Father God. We, we lay it down, Father God. We surrender it all to you. We surrender the control. We give you our stress right now. We do not have, we do not know everything, but you do. And we give you that control, Lord. We give it to you, Father. We lay it down. We lay down our striving right now. We will be faithful in the waiting because you are a faithful God and you always come through. Father, you hold the victory. And in that, we can trust that even in our hard times, good is going to follow. 
It may not be when we want it. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be the next day. And it may not be even be in a year. But we know that you will come through. We know that you have a plan for our life. And we trust that. We trust you. We love you. Thank you for your son. Thank you for that sacrifice so that we can live in grace. So that we can live in the fullness and the splendor of you, Father God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone around us. We thank you for our families and our friends. And we just thank you, God, for creating us and allowing us to be on this earth at this time. And we just praise your holy name. Amen. Thank you guys so much and have a glorious day. Bye.